Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be, here in a beautiful Sunday evening in the Midwest. Uh, really excited to be with you wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for joining us today. We have two Infinity Bros and a special guest. We'll get to the guests later, but let's start with our Infinity Bros. He's back for, from a long hiatus. It's been a while, but Zane Ellis. Zane, how have you been? Uh, hello. I am doing well. Just uh, surviving this quarantine, trying to keep uh, my mind busy and just uh, not go insane. But it helps having roommates to uh, keep your mind sharp. Zane, you're essential. I am. I am essential with a capital E. Gosh, God bless you, Zane. You're on the front lines fighting the good fight every day on Amazon. I, too, am extraordinarily humble. (laughs) Our other Infinity Bro here today, uh, Robbie. Robbie, how are you? I'm doing good, you know, just living the the stay-at-home dad life right now. I have to send a few emails a day, but most of the time I'm just a dad. Love it. I love it. And then our special guest, you probably have seen him promoted on our social media. We're, we're excited to have him. Jay Buck himself, Jared Buckendall. Jared, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, and I am very excited to talk to you guys. Uh, we had a little chat before this, and I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for it, man. Jared, uh, for those that do not know, Jared is a movie uh, critic. Uh, he's, he's amazing. You can check out his stuff on YouTube and Twitter and all that stuff. I'm sure he'll plug that later. Uh, but... Uh, Jared, you want to just quick plug maybe the YouTube portion of it for our listeners? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go over to YouTube, and it's called J Buck Studios. And again, like you said, uh, movie critic, but also leaning into a little bit of kind of like goofiness, randomness, ridiculousness. Um, one of my main videos on my channel is called Ending Explained Poorly, where you know the Ending Explained videos are very big, and I got frustrated with them. So I'm doing them my own way, throwing in random tangents and everything like that so that's kind of my bread and butter but then you know every movie that's coming out obviously no movies in the movie theater so it's a lot of streaming stuff right now i love it man well thank you for taking some time and being with us today we're super excited to have you no thank you i'm i'm ready for this like i said i'm excited our boy i love it we got a jam-packed show for you today we got some nerd news we're going to talk about theaters opening back up after coronavirus we're going to talk about a little bit of uh comic-con news PS5 news. We'll talk Sam Raimi joining Doctor Strange. We'll get into Hot or Snot, and then at the end, we're going to do our top five films to watch during quarantine. You don't have a film critic expert on without giving him an opportunity to talk about some of his favorite films. <laughs> it just is not a good idea, so we're going to lean into that. Uh, so let's dive right into nerd news, gentlemen. It's been a big uh, season for us, obviously a big couple weeks, and Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, has obviously released a plan for after May to reopen the country, and one of the big things that he is proposing for this and what he's calling phase one, this is coming from USA Today, is that cinemas would be allowed to be reopened in the first phase. So they would still have strict um, guidelines in regards to social distancing, probably every other or maybe every two seats. They'd probably have to check people in a certain specific way. But this appears to be the first sign of normality after a very strange season. Obviously, AMC Theaters is in the process of filing for bankruptcy. I'd love to start with you, Jared, just because you're such a film critic. What is your reaction to this positive, or do you think this is a misstep by our government in taking this this step? I think that uh, I, I've touched on this topic a handful of times, especially the AMC situation, but I think that this is 
people want the movie theater, or at least the spheres that I run around with, the Twitter peoples. Um, the thing is, for those couple few months that the movie theaters are going to be open, there's not going to be any new movies or any blockbusters. You know, they're going to bring back, I don't know, some people were saying, oh, maybe the Harry Potter films, maybe uh, Jurassic Park, some of these older classics, just to get people into those movie theaters. Um, but like you're saying, definitely they're going to do that whole social distancing, leaving seats between people. Um, I'm, I'm curious if that's actually going to draw people in or if they're still going to be scared to go out into public. Robbie, part of phase one is that gyms would be reopened. Okay. That's a big deal for you, Robbie. I need it so badly. (laughs) This is a big deal. Robbie, do you, are you a guy that's going to go to the theater? After this, obviously, you're going to go get your, your pump at the gym first with social distancing. But are you going to go to the theater after all this and catch flicks with your family? You know what? It, it really is going to depend on what's coming out because we already know that how many movies have been pushed back to like, what, September, uh, October, November, stuff like that. So The earliest I can think of that's big is probably November for Black Widow. Everything else is probably December. When, when did Wonder Woman get pushed to? September? Or that one's that- in August. August currently so that would be that would be the next big one and when that comes out yeah me and my wife will probably go um it's still definitely not a place i take my kids um i i'm really interested to see how do you do that so so it's perfectly fine to put a bunch of strangers into a confined space (laughs) and have two seats in between everyone like my thought is like are are, are the movie studios going to be okay with that like so now you've cut the movie theater basically into a third. Are they really going to make that much money back than just releasing it like free for people to download and watch? And I, I would love to see the numbers on like what Disney Plus did because of Onward and like all these other movies that are going to Netflix and see what those numbers are to see like if that's going to have a trickle down effect on movie studios and which movies they decide to put into theaters. Zane, you can maybe chime in a little more on this, too. They have sit-down th- dining in this list, too. They have sporting venues on here, they, and obviously church. Zane, you and I are kind of, I think, we, we, we like to go to the movie movie theaters a lot. I know Robbie is limited at times, but um, I feel like you and I are there a lot. Uh, what is your reaction to this, Zane? I, like, knee-jerk reaction is, I think it could be a positive, because I think so many people are just going stir crazy in their houses and they just want something to get out and go do but at the same time yeah you also have to look on the other side of it of with social distancing how can you do this still in a safe manner that's not going to completely blow everything out of you know out of whack like what if they open up the theaters figure out some way to you know oh two seats between everyone or however you want to do that but then all of a sudden there's no one there to regulate that and then people start, you know, kind of doing their own thing. How quickly then does then Walls or whoever the governor, you know, for whatever state come back and say, no, nah, we got to shut this back down because you guys aren't abiding by social distancing. Like, are they going to enforce any type of like, OK, two seats. If anyone moves, you're getting kicked out of the theater. Like, how is this going to be enforced? Or is it going to be the type of thing of just let people try to govern on their own because if they do that i just don't think that's gonna everybody has a bad film story right i mean like the story that i i'd like to share is when i went to joker a couple months ago there was a guy sleeping and snoring the entire movie i mean we all have bad theater experiences 
where you have knucklehead kids giggling during your war movie during a sad scene. You have a couple making out on the other corner of the, of the theater. I just don't know if those people are consistently going to the theater, how we're going to maintain social distancing. I don't see how any of this is going to work. I see dining working because you put on masks and you have your waiters on masks and you can really space the room out and that really kind of gets the you know economic value of a restaurant going. But unless your theater is serving alcohol and you plan on having every single person serve alcohol, I just don't know how you're going to make money off of this, man. I just don't see it. So it's interesting. We'll have to we'll have to play more on that. Any other comments on that before we move on? Oh, man, you guys are too easy. Uh, Robbie, you know you're a big you know, a San Diego, well, now L.A. Chargers fan. The city of San Diego is taking a huge economic hit this summer as Comic-Con has officially been canceled and will instead return July 22nd through 25th 2021 it's estimated that over a hundred and thirty thousand people attend comic-con last year that's the that's the number they were saying they were projecting mm. almost a hundred and fifty thousand people it's the latest event to be canceled and for the gamer developments conference the mobile world congress con, congress facebook's f8 developer conference google's cloud next conference e3 and google's io developer conference are the other con- conferences facing delays we could actually see the technology realm really suffer from not being able to roll out its latest things. I know Apple especially has been trying to unveil a new phone, and they haven't been able necessarily to get the word out as much as they are. What is your guys' reactions to this? Jared, I, I don't know how nerdy you are compared to the rest of us. Obviously, you look at Robbie's backdrop. It's Superman, Superman, <laughs> Batman, Joker, Joker. I don't know about you, man, but Zane, Robbie, and I, we're, I think there's a little bit of grieving for us on this. It, it feels like going to the, hearing the Comic-Con news on Twitter is pretty big. What about you, Jared? Yeah, this is definitely a weekend that uh, I look forward to because, you know, that's when we're getting those big trailers for those big comic book movies or not even trailers, just first looks, uh, images. Um, Like I said, again, it is a big weekend for just like trailer reactions and stuff for my channel. And I actually like a different podcast. They somehow got press last year and I was going to be able to go with them this year. So therefore, that's not happening. And I guess the news is... It was just a matter of time before they were going to cancel it. You know, all these other big events, all these other big venues had, you know, bit the bullet and they're like, we're not going to do it. And it was just a matter of time. I, I mean, just like you guys, I'm, I, it's a big, it's a big event, event for, you know, the nerd culture. Yeah, Zane, it seems like every year you and I are texting back and forth about the Marvel, like, panel especially, and the D, and Robbie, we'll get to the DC panel in a sec here, Robbie. But, like, the Marvel panel, I think, this is usually, unless they're doing D23, which is not scheduled for this year, this is their rollout for this. Do you think they're going to make a lateral move here, Zane? Do you think they're going to go for the, you know, release stuff on social media and let people retweet like it? Or do you think they're going to hold their cards close to the vest? Um, I mean, I think you're going to have to give some degree of um, getting people excited because that's definitely what people want. Everyone's cooped up in their houses, the quarantine, people are getting down on stuff. I think that's almost the route you have to go here. Start getting some of the stuff out on the socials. Let people see what's happening. Let people start generating that buzz because yeah, you don't have your comic con. That's such a huge hit. And that's such a big thing for people to see a lot of this stuff. So, you know, yeah, maybe kind of divert a little bit, lane change just a little bit and get it. Yeah. Out on the socials. You still want people to get that excitement. Like, I don't think, just because you don't have Comic-Con, I don't think it would be wise to be like, yeah, well, we're not going to talk about any of this stuff because that you're just I feel like it's still a wasted opportunity to not do something. 
See, but right now we could see if phase one does not work out for the for the for the states, much less the world, the Hollywood industry is going to need to take more cuts and wait more time. Robbie, obviously, we talked about it with Wonder Woman, especially. Would you be really, really pushing that movie if you were DC or would you push a future project to generate buzz for the future and just create hope? How would you approach this if you were DC? And not even just DC, but for all for all platforms right now. I mean, you're pushing you're going to push the streaming right now because streaming everyone's at home. Yeah, um Disney just overtook or not Disney, Netflix just overtook Disney in terms of how much money they make. <laughs> like, so if if you're Disney and Disney's smart, they're going to push hard to get some more streaming stuff out. I think the key is finding creative ways to get all this stuff on social media. And I mean, obviously Disney and Marvel are very good at they oh they own how many records for like most views on a trailer. Right. Like they're right. gonna do just fine when it comes to that. The the one thing I would really like to hit on because of the Comic Con news is the small business impact this is gonna have. Yes. Yes. Um, good point. So Talk about it. You guys you guys know like I share it on my Instagram all the time, but like I wear these Flex Comics t shirts. They're nerdy t shirts for like working out. Yep. So they're really struggling to like stay afloat because they were supposed to do the Arnold Expo, which is a huge expo in the fitness industry. And then they always do Comic-Con as well. So that's another huge expo that they're missing out on this year. And, and that's just a small sample of how many other big or how, how many other small um, companies are affected by these big decisions. Um, D- oh, go ahead. Well, and I, I guess I just wanted to go slightly on a tangent with that is if this is affecting those small companies so much, how do you think that's going to start affecting DC and Marvel's comic book creating? Like, is that stuff is that stuff going to get pushed only to being a, a service that you just look on your phone? Because like, the medium for paper was already going down, and now you can't even go to a store to buy a comic book. So now there's just you, you can. Well, yeah, no, like they're closed today, right you now. Can't. Yeah, they're closed right now. Yeah, they're closed right now. They've been closed like... for a month, which is huge in the comic book world because a lot of comic book stores they aren't making a whole ton of money. Yeah, they're doing it for the love, right? right? They're doing it for the love of the art and the medium. Yeah, I, I I wonder that too, Robbie. I think, I think Marvel in particular right now has a has an ability to pump finances into that because if you're Disney, you need Marvel Comics to kind of keep going and build what the future is for what this brand will be. You have a lot of content to go from in the past, but I would think about 15, 20 years from now, you're going to need to start tapping into the newer stuff, which they're already doing, obviously, with Miss Marvel and the other products. But with DC, that's a little trickier because Warner Brothers doesn't seem to have the capital to run with it. I, I would be interested. And we, we had talked about this, but DC was already talking about getting rid of comics in general a few months ago. So now that guy looks like a genius because he was like, oh, we're just going to get rid of comics. And everyone, you know, have kind of freaked out. And now you're like, well, you don't really have a choice. If you don't want to spend the money on it, you can make comics. I'm not saying comics would die. I'm saying the medium as well of paper comics would exactly. die. Exactly. The physical. Yeah. yeah. And it might just need to take a breather. And maybe that's a way they, they can cut the corner right now is by just not creating that at all. Moving it all to digital. You're creating or keeping those jobs that are digital. You're keeping your artists. You're keeping your designers, your writers, all those things. And you're still able to pump out these stories that they want to do. I, I want to get to the point on Netflix versus Disney real quick. Because we did talk about that last episode, Robbie. But after thinking about it for another week, I think Disney is going to be way ahead of Netflix when this is all done. I think this is only 
a seasonal thing for Netflix. I still think that Disney will catch Netflix down the line. I think Netflix just you think like Disney reason, Plus will catch Netflix. I think Disney Plus is totally going to no, catch Netflix no down the line. Down the it's line, I do happen. because I'm not saying within like the next three years, but I'm next saying in five, five six, ten seven years, years. I would say five, ten years. No. I think they will because I, I think disagree. the content's going to build up. And and even though Netflix is doing it, I think right now it's it. You have to take it with a grain of salt that the season is they are stuck inside. Black Widow and Mulan got canceled or postponed for another date. And Jerry, maybe you can speak more on this too from the financial side. But I, I, I would firmly stand that I think Disney will bounce back. The big reason their stock is dropping is because of the theme parks. If they had the theme parks, yeah, they but, would be rolling. But you're looking at the stock. The stock is Netflix is just their streaming service versus all of Disney. Not just Disney Plus, all of Disney. Like Netflix is destroying any other streaming service. It's not even close. It's not going to be close for 10 years. There's too many. I think it will. There's too many other streaming will. services out there. It's not even close. Look at the streaming. But shares. I think the the biggest difference that Disney has compared to that, and 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 I've and I think the reason I think this is because they have not been able to pump out the content that Netflix has had the luxury of pumping out. When Netflix obviously went from DVD to your house into streaming, it took them a while to build what they had. They had to put these shows on. They had to put these movies on, and they had to cut these deals. But I really do think there will come a point down the line. When if especially the economy kind of starting to fade a little more and more, people are going to have to cut corners and they're going to go this or that. I think the families will stick with Disney. And I think long term, Disney will be able to continue to build the brand. They're going to be able to continue to throw movies and, and shows from the vault in there. Netflix, I think, is just the more adult content. And I think the family content down the line is going to pay off. And I think the nostalgia part of it especially is going to pay off. Jared, what do you think about this? It's it's very interesting because I've had this conversation many many times because um, just the stock price that 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 news that came out that Netflix is valued more than Disney. But then I was thinking, I'm like, Disney has so many properties. How is that true? And I mean, you, if I have a pen, it's like, how much is this pen worth? It's however much you want to pay for it. So kind of that whole news that came out that Netflix is worth so much, it's because it's a necessity right now. Like everyone is streaming it, and that's why the price is going up. Aside from that streaming numbers, I really do think Robbie, I'm on your side, but Max, I'm also on your side. That's not how it works here, man. Disney Plus. Pick a side. <laughs> I know. And see, that's the thing. That's the thing. It doesn't make much sense. Switzerland. Because, uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Disney Plus is very much catered to the younger crowd of people, people that have kids or people that are looking for those doses of nostalgia. Netflix is getting wise, and mind you, they're the first ones in the game. They have 10 years and then whatever before with the DVD stuff of experience, so they know what they're doing. They're sinking money into properties that are working, like um, Ozark, Stranger Things. Like These are cultural phenomena when they are released that weekend. Tiger King, uh, Making a Murder. Like, th whoever over there is making business decisions, they know what's up. They're very much the more adult platform, I would say. And I think in the future, who knows how many years, but it's going to be those two. When you have – someone's going to be like, what streaming services do you have? I have mm -hmm. Netflix. I, I, have I agree Plus. with that. I think Disney can for sure pass up Hulu, Amazon, and, and, and HBO and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, they own – Right, right. Yeah. I was just thinking Disney well, Plus half. as itself. Is it half of Hulu? Yeah. I think – and Max, you, you alluded to this, but Disney Plus – They own 60%. 
Right. Ah, that's what it is. So yeah, you alluded to to that they have that younger generation. If they can find their their niche and they can they can start making more content that isn't already created. If they can start making more new content that's also for kids that can become nostalgic for them when they're older, yeah, they can for sure get to number two. I don't see if they could ever pass Netflix, but they, they're going to pass everyone else. I agree 100%. Disney Plus is not outside of the U.S. really. They're in a couple countries, but they're basically the U.S. only. And so the point I make with that is... In, in a couple short months, they've already reached 50 million. Now, obviously, I would make the argument that coronavirus has assisted with that. And 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 I said, I alluded to what you had talked about in our Onward episode. I think Onward really propelled this as well. I think people were like, I will pay for Onward and I'll pay the extra two bucks and I'll keep Disney Plus for a month. If I like it, I'll keep it another month. And if I love it, I'll keep it after that. But I really think Disney Plus, Disney Plus can get to 100 million in the next three to five years. And then the question will be after that, what content are you putting on? Is it MCU content? Is it Disney Channel content that kids loved for years? And then now you're getting the after years. Is the Lizzie McGuire show that apparently has been in, I don't know, a Disney Plus hell just sitting there like waiting to get made? It's I don't out know. there but, like, somewhere. Those shows, those are the ones. It's there, right? But like I'm saying those are the things that if Disney chooses to do that, you're going to gain attraction through oh, that. for sure. Yeah. And it's something that Netflix can just not have. You can't have Avengers. You can't have Lizzie McGuire. You can't have Disney Channel stuff. I, I just, that's kind of where I sit. Does Netflix want Lizzie McGuire? Do, do we want Lizzie McGuire? <laughs> it took us only 35, well, we've had a couple of mini-sodes too, about 40-ish episodes to get to Lizzie McGuire news on our show. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Nice. We've made it. We've reached Let's the move top. on. Zane, <laughs> Zane, calm down. Calm down, Zane. But I've got news for you. Sony Core plans to produce far fewer units of its upcoming PlayStation 5 in its first year than it has in any previous generation console launch, according to people familiar with the matter. This is according to Bloomberg, so take it with a grain of salt. The Tokyo-based tech giant is limiting its initial production run in part because it expects the PS5's ambitious specs to weigh on demand by leading to a high price at launch, the people said, asking not to be identified because the, private, the subject is private. The global COVID-19 pandemic has affected Sony's promotional plans for the new device, but not its production capacity, they added. I'll include the link uh, uh, to this article in the show notes, and you, you can see the picture. Zine, we've obviously been throwing around that picture of the new uh, remote control. How excited are you about PS5, Zine? I'm very excited. I mean, I'm not super thrilled about the news about it being, like, lower, just because, like, I think that's a mistake. Like, get this out there. Like, this is another thing that people want hype for. Everyone's at home, like... This is the perfect thing. Brand new console, hype some new games, um, just get people excited about it. But then you're just going to kind of come from the other side and be like, yeah, production is going to be a little lower on it. Might be a little more expensive than what we're thinking. Yada, yada. It's just like, let's just, let's just get to that point. I'm very excited for it to finally come out. I know I'm going to be getting it. Um, I'll still have my PS4 just to play both, but um yeah like i'm i'm excited like it's it's the new generation coming out uh spec like these games are going to be fantastic especially coming in with the new just tech they have it on the ray tracing is going to be a huge thing for next gen gaming um the solid state hard drive is just the really huge thing like basically zero load times for stuff you're gonna have so much more capacity it's just like uh what you have on the PS4, you thought, man, this is really cool. PS5 is going to come in and like it's going to just 
just jump to the whole nother level. Remember when the PS4 came out and they were like 500 gigabyte hard drive and we were all like, whoa, that's so much. And now we can <laughs> yeah, fit like three games. And now we have to games. have the external yeah. hard drive. We can fit like three games on our out. PS4. It's cool. I'm, some, some analysts are saying they may sell, like it may average out eventually the new Xbox and the PS5 to around 450, which is still going to lose them some money technically on this. But obviously the investment would be long-term with the games and all the things you're buying. Jared, will you be buying this? We talked pre-show, obviously. You are a gamer as well. Yes, yes. I am very much uh, loyal to the PlayStation fan base, so I guess it really depends what the sticker price is day one. And also, I'm kind of one of those people that I wait maybe six months to a year before I transition over. I will keep my PlayStation 4, but I really think kind of the news that's coming out, this is 100% going to be the Wii generation all over again. You go to the store, they're sold out, they're sold out, they're sold out. You see one and you latch onto it and you buy that because there won't be one for three more months. Heck, that's the Switch right now. Yeah, that's how I'm going to be. When I got, when I bought my Switch a couple, uh, I think last year, it was like, you had to get it right away, and other if you didn't, it took forever to find oh, that's, that thing. That's how the that's how the switch is right now. The switch you can't find anywhere. I've been looking yeah, well, for two yeah. weeks. I know. I feel for you, man. I feel for you, Robbie. Are you buying this day one? I said that in the chat a few days ago because I've had to uh, re reformat my PS4 like four times now because it just keeps messing up and it's becoming <laughs> a struggle and it sounds like a jet engine when I turn it on. So I'm really tempted to buy day I one. I dude. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to buy the first, the first series of a system. Like it, it always turns out bad, but uh, we'll see how the PS4 is doing <laughs> at that, at that time. That that's all I'm going to say. I, I will be getting it probably within six months of, of it coming out. But if the PS4 is pissing me off, I'll buy it. I'll buy it that first week if I can find one. <laughs> For myself, it's, yeah, it comes down to the price. And also, what games do you have to, you know, allure me with? Right. Because, yeah, right now they're saying that you can play every PS4 game on it. Well, it's like, okay, that's cool. But I already have a PS4. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I've heard some people speculating, too, with like Naughty Dog. The reason why instead of just releasing Last of Us 2... The reason they pulled it and they're just gonna bump it back make that a like a launch release for the ps5 so many so many people would jump on that if it was a launch game with the ps5 they need to make they need to talk to a uh, uh gosh i'm i'm blinking on the name of the company but they need to talk to the people behind oh uh, cd project red they need to get cyberpunk as a ps5 exclusive dude they do that's a really good point robbie that's a great point well there's no way that's exclusive i mean they've already had yep. it for that's Xbox your that would be your that's your flagship game coming out with the ps5 that's what you Jeez, need. that's awesome let's head over some marvel news sam raimi confirms he is directing the doctor strange sequel and before we get to this news i want to make sure we get people familiar with our rating system because i am going to rate this news Maybe you've listened to us, maybe you haven't, but we have a specific rating system we use, and we're going to put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an Infinity Snap. Alright, we're going to start with the Infinity Bros. Infinity Bros, what is your rating of Sam Raimi coming to the Doctor Strange sequel? We're going to start with you, Robbie. I mean, it's obviously good news. I mean, I would say it has to be a six. Um, 
it has to be a six out of six, right? Or are you are you that big of a Spider-Man fan, and that's why you're like it's a six out of six, or is it because Sam Raimi is so iconic in the horror genre? Both. Okay. Maybe both because he's so iconic in the horror genre, and but if you look at Spider-Man one and two, like that's what you want. You want no matter what you if you're Marvel, you want that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now we did was he the director for three? Okay, so he just messed like yes. He went a little wild with. He just messed everything up in that. Yeah, we just he he messed up once. It's fine. It's not a big deal. We move on. You still pick him up. It's still a big name. Like it's a name that you announce that he's the director and you're happy about it. So yeah, I think it's a six. Zane Robbie's implying a two one count isn't bad. Uh, Zane, what's your rating (laughs) of this uh, of this news? I'm giving it a six out of six, and literally because of the horror genre he's coming from. I love the Evil Dead. I love that we're getting Raimi. Yep. Give me, give me a Bruce Campbell somewhere <laughs> in this. You Bring stole my Toby thunder. Maguire. That was my question to Jared. I was going to be like, "Hey, what are the odds that that Bruce Campbell's in this?" So, Jared, what are the odds that Bruce Campbell's in this movie? Oh, six out of six. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I actually talked about this earlier today, and. I am not a big horror fan. I am. I know of his movies. I know of Evil Dead. You know. I know the reputation he has. Um, Spider Man One and Two, fantastic. Three. My understanding was the studio was like, you need to do this, and that's why it just got so googly gop in the end with so many characters. Um, but the way that they've mentioned this movie about, hey, it's going to be like this straight up horror, but then they backed it up a little bit. Um, I'm just curious on what he has in store, what Marvel wants of him, and what's the potential of getting uh, Tobey Maguire somehow as a cameo. I think that's way more likely than Bruce Campbell. Okay, what are, what are the odds that we get a cameo of Tobey Maguire as a pizza boy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you walk out of the theater just going, it's a six, doesn't matter how good it was. He, he delivers pizza to Doctor Strange and the movie's over. To Doctor Strange's house, just knocks the, on the door, pizza time. Six yeah. out of six. Greatest Marvel movie. Yeah, ever. I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, d- so uh, this is a great question. Then I, I will also give this a six out of six. For you guys, I'm echoing everything you're saying. But the, the most, probably the most iconic villain scene in those early Spider-Man movies was that scene where they are trying to operate on Doc Ock and then those tentacles come up. And it is like a frightening scene. And you really don't see anybody get hurt, actually, which is kind of interesting about the scene. But just the way he uses the camera, I love the way that he makes things menacing. I feel like this is a perfect fit for him. I think it's going to be great for Benedict Cumberbatch, who obviously is a wonderful and incredible actor. He's going to love working with Raimi, I think. And that's, I think, part of the battle right now. I have wondered if Benedict is going to stick with this long term. He, it, it just seems like he seems a little more above the Marvel Cinematic Universe than other actors. I hope he sticks with it, but I, because he's British, no, it's just I don't know. He <laughs> he has way more credentials. He's just kind of he's he is way more respected, I think, than other actors. And so, is is this a movie you guys want it? And I love to hear all, all three of you. So just hop in. But do we want this to be like a true as much as we can get? Obviously, within the realm of reason, horror film, or are we looking for just like two or three scenes, like Spider Man Two? With really good directing and writing. I would love to get a horror film comic or a horror genre of comic book movie. I mean, we got Brightburn, what, last year? And that was probably the closest we've gotten to that realm. I would love for it to be kind of a straight-up 
horror film like that with a lot of horror elements, a lot of frights and, you know, or not graphic images, but, you know, startling things like in Spider-Man 2. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to, you know, mesh well with the overall MCU. I agree. Zane, what do you think? Yeah, part of me, like, really would love to really dive into that horror side because no one else has done that. Yeah, the closest we've had is, like, Brightburn. And it, it would be a groundbreaking thing because no one else has done that. But yeah, like Jerry said, like it's it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the the vibe the MCU doesn't fit off. in with the brand of Disney. Like it, does it? It, it it just doesn't fit in with the brand. So I think you have to take some elements that you find from horror movies to give it that creep factor without turning it fully into a horror movie. Disney Disney is more for family. Like everyone can kind of or not Disney, but Marvel. The MCU is more for family. Everyone can turn that on and watch it whenever. I can, like I can put on Thor. Um, Ragnarok and watch it with my son in the room and I, I don't really worry about it but we, we thought Disney or we thought DC would kind of go darker and it seems more like a DC thing to go darker with the horror f- genre and I think we wished they would have because then we could have got like Blackest Night and some of those things with like John Constantine on the big screen and I, I just I so I just echo what everyone else is saying how do you fit a, an actual horror film into that PG-13 mold that fits. And I don't know how he does that with making it too graphic. Because you still you, you still want kids to go. You want kids to, like, you want parents to feel comfortable taking their kid to see this movie. Right. I think that's another thing that is a, a plus of having Sam Raimi is because while some of his horror movies, so from Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, things like that, they're horror, but he does a good job of putting comedy into the horror movies he also knows the expectation of comic book movies yep and i think that's something he can really bring to the table here of understanding okay this is what i need to hit to make sure this is that creep factor that horror factor but he can also kind of bring his own style bring that humor into it where it's scary but it's you're just laughing a, it's an interesting balance with that and and this is just i just watched it too which is is, is a pretty okay movie i would say <laughs> But to me, a lot of the humor took me out of a lot of the scenes that were supposed to be yes. scary. And I was yes. just like, this is good. But then, like, now they're joking. Like, the tone felt so much different from the first one. We're getting off track. <laughs> no, but that, but that's the same thing. Like, how do you... And you could probably make that into an MCU movie, kind of the same way It 2 it too did, just not as scary. And you could probably make it fit somehow. I don't know. It just seems... It, there's a very thin line, and I don't know if how they manage that they will pull it off we got to keep moving though let's talk about joss whedon i'm gonna i'm gonna end on this for new new news guys joss whedon according to john campia who we also talked about pre-show joss whedon apparently is being rumored to be in discussion with the with marvel to direct a fantastic four mcu movie obviously there's no casting there's no writer there's nothing really past that it's just rumors what do you rate this news jared we'll start with you I'm going to give this one maybe a four out of six, maybe a three out of six, um, because the last thing he did for the MCU was Ultron, I believe. Yep. Was that yep. correct? Yep, Age of Ultron. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, rumor, rumor, rumor of Fantastic Four coming in this next phase, especially with those meetings of John Krasinski. Who knows what he's meeting for? Maybe it's Mr. Fantastic, or maybe it's directing a movie. Who knows? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, with a five out of six. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm very excited about Joss Whedon. I just don't give it a six because I don't think it's gonna happen. I think I don't I think they're they're gonna go back to Raimi, but I don't think 
they can do this. I think they're going to go find somebody younger. I also think what's not being brought up in the discussion, Jared, too, is the politics of Whedon and what happened with him in D.C. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I know they were forgiving um, uh, to, oh, crud, I'm dropping the name, Guardians of the Galaxy direct, James Gunn. I know they were forgiving to James Gunn, but I just th- th- this is just a little different and feels a little more harsh. What about you, Robbie? I sit basically where you're sitting. I'm at a five. Um, I think if you can get Joss Whedon and and you you rein him in and you know what the direction is going to be, then I think he's I think he's a perfect fit. Like he's done good things in the MCU. Obviously, Age of Ultron wasn't like a hit. It wasn't like the best MCU movie, but I'd still say it's a middle of the pack, upper tier kind of thing. Um, but he does good with groups. And that's where I think you have like picking up a Joss Whedon is gonna is beneficial no matter what you're doing. Maybe it's not for Fantastic Four. Maybe they pick him up for a smaller thing to like. Hey, we want you back, but prove it to us, kind of thing. And you probably don't do a prove it to us using the Fantastic Four because Fantastic Four has been drugged through the mud <laughs> so much in cinematic history. And it has to be a cornerstone moving forward it, for the MCU. A hundred percent has, it has to, be to be because it's it has yeah. to be a cornerstone. Yeah, you have to hit out of the park. It has to be Guardians of the Galaxy big. Yeah, no, just to kind of go on this quick. Yeah, I'm gonna put it. Yeah, like at a three, just kind of right in the middle. Like, I, I yeah, I agree with he does a can do a decent job with a group movie, and he, I feel like he could make that work well with the Fantastic Four. But like, I, I don't know. This is like putting ketchup on your steak for this like it's just you take <laughs> it a shot at my you, wife you Look can't you. oh my gosh <laughs> you can do it but it doesn't necessarily mean you should it it's <laughs> <laughs> sorry sarah <laughs> but it's just like it's just like okay i'd rather not but i can i guess Oh, man. Uh, zero out of six for uh, ketchup on the steak. I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> six out of six the idea of getting rid of Zane on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's move on to Hotter Snot. Hotter Snot is where we talk about the things in pop culture that are relevant to us today. Could be old, could be new. Doesn't matter. It's based on what we like. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with our guest, Jared. Go ahead, Jared. Final Fantasy Seven Remake. I don't know if either of you are playing this or are aware of this or anything but i've been binging it till like three o'clock every night it is i haven't been into a video game this much in a long time what's your rating of this game right now because i talked about this last week i wouldn't say 10 out of 10 because i'm having a few gripes i would say a good maybe like (laughs) 9.2 what'd you give out of six out of six oh yeah you're good you're good i'm gonna give it a 5.4 oh boy that's just (laughs) under what i gave it last week i gave it a 5.5 I'm on chapter four okay. right now, okay, so I've yeah. got a long ways to go. But I, I'm with you. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Anything else for you, man? Um, no, not right now. Maybe if we wrap around, I might think of something. You're good. You're good. You're good. Zane, let's go to you. All right. I keep it kind of short and simple here. I have not really uh, jumped into the Final Fantasy remake, but I did take some of the advice that Robbie had mentioned in one of our chats earlier. And I have started playing through the Uncharted games because we got them all for free. And for whatever reason, this was just a never, never a series that I'd played through. And really, yeah, as shocking as that may be, I've just never. I'm shook right now. I, I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I started. I've started playing those, and like that's that's my hot right now. Like I'm like I don't know how I've never played these before. But the fact that we got them all for free and I got them and I've just been playing it and I've, I'm just having a blast with it. So good shout out on that, Robbie. <laughs> 
and yeah, that's my hot. What's your, did you um, say your rating? Did I miss the rating? Um, no, I didn't give it a rating. I mean, I've only just finished the first game, but so the first one I'm going to give five out of a six. So I, I know it's just going to get better from here. Um, but I'll probably grind this one out more. Cause I'm like, you know what? I bet you I can get a platinum. Of course. Always going for those platinums. <laughs> it's it's just my thing we've been we've been um, playing that game too zane like i'm letting sarah play it and, and then i'll do like the the gun stuff because she's terrible with sticks and for whatever reason <laughs> when it turns into that mo- action mode she like freaks out wait i have to look you know, and shoot two what? different joysticks what am i supposed to do um yeah i don't she just hates that so yeah so we've really enjoyed it too zane i never played it either i'd never even watched anybody oh play it this is a great series it's it's one of right. the like, best video game series there is, and I'm I so know, happy I got I've it for just free. Never played but it. Like if you have a PlayStation, you should have played these games. Well, and I think it's great that we got them for free. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. That's like that's right. a slam dunk. That's yeah. like just too easy, right? Oh come on, yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear. Anything else? Um, I just had one thing that I'd found kind of ra- not super random, but as my snot. The and it has to do with why no one can find a Nintendo Switch right now. Oh, I would like to hear this. And <laughs> and so I mean, obviously, everyone went out and started buying them, and so it's just they became not available. Can't go to GameStop to get a used one. It it just there that first shortage. People bought them out. People are waiting for more to come out. Well, the problem is that people put um a bunch of reseller bots online. Oh, there you go. And so now, as soon as a store gets a new shipment in, these reseller bots just buy a bunch of them, and then these people price gouge them on eBay. Or Facebook Marketplace. So that's why, or Facebook Marketplace, wherever it is, and that's the reason why you can't really find a Switch, because it's heavily being hit for Nintendo Switch, and I believe it was the Oculus Vive, or one of the VR headsets. And so this article is basically just saying that it's these reseller bots that that's why no one can find them right now because these reseller bots buy just load the card up buy them all immediately as some as soon as somewhere gets them in stock. That's a snot for me. I don't like that. Just transition right into my snot because it goes right off of that. So for the last two weeks, I've been looking for a switch, and we've talked about this a little bit already. You can't find them in store. Two weeks ago, there was like 12 switches in a Target when I had to go get some essential items. Um, I didn't have the okay for my wife to buy a switch at that time, so I didn't buy one. I went back two days later, all <laughs> of them were gone. So I'm, I'm like, okay, that sucks, but hopefully... Can you confirm or deny that a stimulus check occurred sometime between those two <laughs> moments? Not those two moments. A stimulus check occurred this week. So I, I've been searching on Facebook Marketplace mostly, and... All of them, you can, like, the minimum you can buy a Switch for right now is $430 just for the system. So, today, and I'm snotting this guy who I talked to, and I told you guys about it today. I was, I was... Say his name. I don't know his name. I'm not gonna... I I don't know his name. It was probably, like, a Kyle or something. No, it's Todd, right? Totally a Todd. Oh, Todd. So, this mm. guy was selling a, 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 a three-month-old Nintendo Switch with an extra controller and five games for $500 retail of all that stuff is about 630. So this guy apparently hadn't caught wind that, Oh, I can sell a switch for $500 and someone will just buy the switch. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this. So I messaged this guy and I'm like, Hey, well I'll take it. I will come get it right now. 
he says, okay, it's available. As I'm waiting for him to tell me where to go, like where's the address, he marks it as sold, and then 10 minutes later texts me and says, oh, someone just picked it up. What? I'm glad you didn't go there, dude. I'm really glad you didn't go like, out there. Oh, gosh. I'm, that could have been really, that could have legitimately been bad. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it was just heartbreaking. I was like, because it, it was five good games. It was Animal Crossing, Pokemon Sword, uh, Mario Kart, Smash Bros, and Zelda. So all like, oh dang. my gosh! Oh, that's, that's all you need. That's a haul. And that's and that's what I sold my wife on. I was like, all five games that I want for this system, right here, and it's going to be a hundred dollars cheaper than getting it all in in the future. Then you get Tetris, you get Tetris ninety nine for free after that, <laughs> and then what you do is you get the Marvel, uh, the the Marvel yeah Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance, Alliance three, and then you're set. You're literally set after that. Yeah. So like, oh. it's not that guy. Oh, I I had a switch. I had a switch. You did. You had it for like three minutes. And then it was gone. And then the guy switched his mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Zane, thanks for being on. We're glad you came. And for joke of the day. <laughs> okay, so continuing. And I actually do have some hot and snots on like. Zane That's okay. That's okay. Keep going. Uh, another snot for mine. And someone shared this in the group chat as a picture. I don't know if it was like a rumor or if it was potentially true or if someone was just like throwing it out there. But you guys were saying Sterling K. Brown as Mr. Fantastic. Yes. And I snot that because John Krasinski should be Mr. Fantastic. That's no. Nope, that's nope. Sterling <laughs> K. Brown all day. Nope. John long. Give it to Krasinski. Me. Oh my gosh, he's so good in this is us though. John so good. Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Okay. I mean, now that you're saying it, I I can go with Sterling K. Brown here. The thing is... You know what? Switch it up. Make it a little different. But I want John. (laughs) But what if they go like... What if if they go completely different route? What if all four of the people for uh, Fantastic Four are a different race? Because... What if they're all This Is Us characters? What if John Krasinski's Doctor Doom? Oh my god. Okay, that I would be okay with. That would actually be pretty legit. With Sterling K. Brown being, being Mr. Fantastic, give me that. I'm all in. That's fine, Robbie. I actually, Robbie, it's okay that you want Krasinski. Krasinski would would be fantastic. Pun intended. Boom. Moving on. Boom. Roasted. All right. So for my hot, uh, Boss Logic on Instagram and Facebook, wherever you want to find him, he's an artist that does really cool uh, art. So he is doing this series called Multiverse. It's everybody vert fight everybody. So he's been posting pictures. Are you? Is Max laughing at me? I'm not really. You said because you said he's an artist who. Makes uh, really he's an, good. an artist that does art. art. <laughs> I was trying to think of a cool, better word, and nothing came out. So I was trying not to be mean, but I'm so loud. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'm gonna get a beer. I'll be right back. Keep going. <laughs> Anyways, he's been posting a lot of really cool images on his Instagram. Go check it out. There's a lot of different fights that he has going on. I know I sound like an idiot now. <laughs> oh um the honest trailer guys did honest trailer cats and just watching that video makes me for sure never want to watch that movie jared did did you see cats oh you're you missing cats. out man you are <laughs> missing out cats? oh my god oh a seven out of six <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> love that's me cats oh my gosh <laughs> Ugh. 
No, actually, I will say that that was probably one of my favorite theatrical experiences because I knew nothing and I was laughing, I was crying, I was giddy. Like it was. You're wondering, is this going to awaken anything in me? It was, yes, yes, because it was like, it was like an afternoon matinee with like two other senior citizens. Was it the butthole edition or not? Watching cats. No, that one you got to pay Do extra you, for. Jared, are you an advocate <laughs> for the butthole edition? I, I think if it was made, if it exists, it needs to. The, people need to see it. Do you do you have the same uh, standing on the Snyder cut? Um, I feel like we need the butthole <laughs> cut first, and then maybe the Snyder cut. Which I okay, we're gonna get that on HBO oh, sure. Max yeah. or whatever. Like it's HBO Max happen. is gonna be legit. I'm excited for HBO Max. Okay, um, another hot I have Cable and Domino and Fortnite. I think that's just really cool. Fortnite's I don't play anymore. I know Max is still really into it. Um, they're still doing cool things, and more power to them. Deadpool's been great too. Yeah, right, right. Well, I'm just saying. I'm saying with Deadpool, yeah, they're adding more. They're gonna keep adding more. They're doing. They're doing their thing. Good for them. Um, another one that you guys already hit on, but the Uncharted Collection. Just so everyone knows, it's free from April fifteenth through may 5th go get this game if yeah if you haven't played this series play this series Mm -hmm. it's one of the best playstation series it is it's basically like you're playing a movie like it's incredible and the the graphics just get better as you go and this i don't have anything negative to say about it um and my last hot is sgn um some good news with john krasinski if you're not watching on youtube check it out it'll brighten your day for about 20 minutes it's incredible it's it's one of the celebrities that's actually doing a good thing that would actually help people not just singing a song oh you you weren't moved by imagine i was moved i was moved a different direction i'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) slightly to the left all right i'll go i'm gonna snot the jay glazer brian allen news for those that weren't familiar with this (laughs) you're so mad I'm, i'm livid about this this is so stupid so jay glazer is a fox reporter he comes out a couple days ago and says i've got massive big news it's gonna send ripples throughout how the early in the morning was that that he sent that he tweet? said it like 36 hours before he said this so it was like the it was like the afternoon of the day after he was gonna say it so whatever he goes on everyone all day is like what is it gonna be and he has a show at night on fox sports network and so he goes on and he comes on and says yeah brian allen for the rams a center who none of us knew who existed before today Got coronavirus, but he's okay now. He's had it for three weeks. That was the news. And a couple things on this. One, if you're going to report something, just report it right away. Why would you not want to report it right away? Like, if you know it, just say a source close to us says Brian Allen has it. It, I I just don't understand how you don't do that. Two, he said it would be good news. Like, um, shut up, cat. He said it would be good news. He said it would be good news, and even if he said, and I understand that the guy had like three weeks off and he was feeling better, but still, just this was a total misstep. Jay Glazer lost a ton of credit for me. The other snot I have is Artemis Fowl. I was a big fan of reading Artemis Fowl growing up, <laughs> um, so I read a ton of these books as a kid. I was really there's two movies that I was really jazzed about two three years ago when Disney was like, "Hey, we're gonna do a Wrinkle in Time and Artemis Fowl." And Jared, let me tell you. A Wrinkle in Time is a one out of six, or as we call it on this show, a fan fortastic. That movie is horrible, Jared. I don't know what your rating of, of uh, Wrinkle in Time is. 
That movie is terrible. And anytime anybody says Ava DuVernay is a good director, I will point at that movie and have very, very big qualms with it. I am not disagreeing with anything you just said. I know, man. I'm just making sure that I, I'm just putting my foot down before you go actually on me, okay? I don't want you to Oscar the bit. Yeah, I don't want you to... Actually. Oh, gosh, he gets um, the actually. joke. Hey, it's Zane. Zane, do it. Do it for Jared. That's how Zane is with video games, Jared. It's okay. Google says. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm snotting this because... I hate this, both of you. We love you. I'm snotting this because I really, really want Artemis Fowl to be a good movie, but after watching the trailer, I've, I'm really disappointed. And now it's getting relegated to Disney Plus versus going to the theater. I know they had to make the move amid what was going on with. Cor- I know they had to make the move amid what was going on with coronavirus, but I'm still really upset about this. I snot this news, I, and I just don't like that they're treating these these characters well. Did you Did you like A Wrinkle in Time, Jared, or am I like being unrealistic with my hatred of this? Oh, no, no, I thoroughly, like, I, I barely remember the book, but yeah, going into the movie, I I was like, why is there a giant flying piece of <laughs> kale? Like, what is going on in this movie? Um, but the thing is, kind of like what you're talking about, Artemis Fowl, Wrinkle in Time, even Tomorrowland. Yes. They're like this weird Disney subsection that you're like, those are not good movies. And again, I haven't seen Artemis yeah, Fowl. Exactly. I have high hopes. I was... I was a fan of the the few pages I read when I was a child. Yeah, and I, I want it to be good. Don't get me wrong. I just have watched, and, and you're nailing it. This genre that they're aiming for, they're just not hitting. And yeah, Avery DuVernay, I will never forgive her for that. That was such a, <laughs> and, and she's she's done other great things. She's done a lot of other good products. It's just she did not do well there. My hot. I'm rewatching Community right now. Oh, oh I didn't add that. You, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Community is a top five all-time comedy sure. until it gets to about season six four ish maybe four, five it's five it's late five it's end of four or five they, they make some some suspect moves i'm on season one i'm having an absolute ball i love this show super grateful for the show if you're looking for a great show to watch on netflix that's new and you never watched it the very short episodes 20 to 25 minutes go check it out um what if the disney plus series where they're going to remake a d- different choice for every MCU movie is still in production. I love that news. That means it's going to be on time with what it was supposed to release. So that will still release a little earlier than other things. Um, and then I want to go ahead and, and send a shout out to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast um, starring Brian and Jacob. These guys are great. If you've never listened to this podcast, I talk about them a lot on our podcast. But they had an amazing interview with the PETA um, lawyer from Tiger King named Brittany Pete. And it's a fascinating interview that I don't agree with. I want to preface this. Like, I, I understand the context and I understand what she's saying. But if you are looking for a glimpse behind the curtain of what the PETA side thinks of Tiger King, this is a great listen. Um, it changes perspective on some things. I don't – it was very – pro, which I think is what's fascinating about it, Robbie. I think I, – I haven't heard from a source that anybody's from Carol Baskin's except for her husband who's tied up on a leash. And so I think it's just it, it's just an interesting perspective if you want to hear it. If you're a pro PETA person, this is definitely something you're going to want to catch. Um, I still think she killed her husband, and that PETA lawyer ain't going to make me change my mind. But it's really interesting <laughs> to hear like her perspective of what um, Doc, for instance, Robbie, she kind of gets into more detail Ugh, of what Doc was doing to the guy. cats. And it's like, he's even worse. And she says... Uh, the I forget his name, but the um, the zookeeper who was working with Jeff Lowe after he left, 
in Oklahoma, she said he's the worst one of them all, and they're trying to take him down right now. So it's just a really fascinating interview. Um, it is very pro-PETA if you are political in that way. I just want to give you a heads up. But I still think it's worth a listen. I give it a 5 out of 6. It, it It's a great interview. You're not going to hear interviews like this on other shows. I commend them for that. That's a great um, great thing. So we got everybody's hot. We good to go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Let's head over to the top five. D. We're going at three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every week on our show, we like to do a top five segment where we have a little water cooler talk. And it might be based on what's going on in our life today. It might be an argument that we had in our group chat, or it might be something that's come up on the internet. This week, since we have a film critic, we have to critique some sort of film. So we're doing the top five movies to watch during quarantine. We're leaving it at that. There is no rules set after that. It's based on the person. Zine, we're going to start with you. Before I go into my top five, hey, Robbie, do you want to combine our stimulus checks and buy a tiger? Um, I actually have enough because Jessica got one, too, <laughs> so I can buy a tiger for $2,000. So, like, I'm good. He's going to have to ask permission for Jess real quick, so just, like, let him talk to Jess. I'm and hoping the tiger comes with extra accessories because then I can definitely sell her on it. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Robbie's going to get a tiger, and then five minutes later, he's going to lose the tiger to another bidder. <laughs> yep. on his way to go pick it on his way it's gonna be the, the guy tiger. selling him the switch also selling, a tiger. selling the tiger too 100 percent. same guy yeah it's just a robot you again it's just a robot setting it to a different computer okay that's all it is my top five all right zane go ahead <laughs> okay my top five um i don't know i kind of just went with the theme of like i told max just kind of that apocalypse vibe because i was just like it just matches with quarantine and then I was just like toying movies around, and so I, I don't know. This list probably sucks, but whatever. My number five is Twenty Eight Days Later, just because it fits with the vibe of quarantine. My number four, and we actually just watched this, me and my roommates yesterday. Uh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is so good, Zane. Six out of six. Number three is Book of Eli. Number two. I got Resident Evil Apocalypse, just because I couldn't put all of them there. Those are my guilty pleasure movies. <laughs> Throw those on. I will just watch those continuously. And it, and it was the same with this one. My number one is just The Purge. I could watch all those movies, throw them up there. Now, Zane, question for you. And then I'm going to ask Jared a question after this. Zane, which world would you live in if you had to choose one to live in? Of all the ones I just said? Oh, none of yeah. them. Oh, none of them, actually. <laughs> hey, you're hilarious. Stand-up comedian. Now go ahead. Let's pick uh, one. Probably The Purge. Okay. Jared, which is the best film that Zane just said, in your opinion? Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Um, let's see here. What was the third one you said? No, no, no. no. Let's go uh, Snowpiercer. Let's go Snowpiercer. Yeah, I think that's the right call. Man, we don't even need a, we don't even need a film critic to pick these ones. Yeah. But how didn't A Quiet Place make it? <laughs> Gosh, you are just obsessed with John. Today I am. That's going to well, be... We are definitely we are definitely in the show notes putting John just, Krasinski's just put name a, in there just, somehow. Just put John Krasinski, period. You have, then, you have demanded Then a paragraph that. explaining the rest yeah. of the show. You have demanded John Krasinski. It might be a quote that of works. Krasinski at the top. That might be how we do it. Robbie's going to like pull a zipper from behind his head. It's John Krasinski. <laughs> oh, it's me. It's some good news. It's some good news. 
All right, Robbie, you go ahead. Okay. What's your what's so your list? So my number five would be 1917 because it came out at a perfect time for everyone to hey. sit at home, buy this movie, and watch it. If you haven't seen 1917, you should. I'm sure Jared loved it as a true film critic. It's a great film. Oh, it's bonkers, man. Max, have you seen 1917 yet? I haven't seen it yet. Is it on is it on any social is it on any streaming platforms or do I still have to rent it? No, you have to buy it. Okay. I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait till it gets on a platform and watch it. Just an amazing movie. Um my number four, because it just came out same time as everyone's sitting at home, Rise of Skywalker, you gotta throw it on there. Go watch it again. I I, I really hope seeing it again will turn people back around the people that didn't like it i know a lot of us did but it's such a good movie i just want people to like it as much as a lot of us did max you're rolling your eyes did did you did you turn your did you turn your thoughts on the movie no 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 it's a good movie but it's not like it's not an amazing movie like the people who are pro that movie no it's not it's not a perfect movie but if you're sitting at home during quarantine i feel like it's a movie you should watch that, that that's was fair. My, that's fair. It's good. That, this okay, is all get, like these that. are movies that are available right now. You should go watch them, kind of thing. I get what you're saying. I was speaking more to like it's like this amazing. Movie. The only problem with this movie is it doesn't have John Krasinski. In Imagine it. if it did though. <laughs> <laughs> he was the emperor. <laughs> okay. Um. And then my number three, and we talked about this a little pre-show, is the platform. Now. It's not going to be for everyone. You can't watch it with Ooh. your kids. But this is this is kind of like a if you're sitting at home alone or you're just sitting there with your wife or significant other or whatever, watch this movie. Just kind of put your phone away, watch this movie, and like just really, I don't know, deep dive into it. No spoilers. Deep diving into a giant hole. You can also hear Jared explain right. that poorly. On yeah, show. I have a good. That is a fascinating movie, and I have a yeah, eighteen minute video on it. I, I watched part of that today. I wasn't able to finish it because my child was being a psychopath all day. But yeah, I I really enjoyed that movie. It's one of those where afterwards you're kind of like you're feeling weird. You know, you have those those kind of movies where you feel weird after you watch them, and you're just kind of digesting everything that just happened, and you don't really know how you feel, but you know it was a pretty good movie. So. If you're sitting at home, need a new movie to watch, watch the platform. I suggest watching it in the subtitles because when they try to do that English dub, it's so, it's terrible. I hate that Netflix is trying to do these English dubs. Like, just read. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been doing both, the subtitles and trying to listen. Um, and then my, oh, my number two is Freaks. This just came out on Netflix as well um, in March. Freaks is kind of, it's sort of a superhero world movie. I don't want to explain it too much because I really want people to go watch it. It's a solid movie. I give it a six. Uh, not a six. I would give it a 5.5 out of six on the Infinity Stones chart. I think it's really good. I think it's worth a watch. If you like superheroes, if you like sci-fi type movies, go watch this movie. Jared, have you watched Freaks yet? Yeah, I'm the same, same rating as you. Uh, I just kind of popped on and I was like... How did I miss and this I was just movie? sitting there one morning, like, clicking through all the Netflix, just randomly scrolling, and Freaks came on, and I like the main actor. I'm really bad with names. I'm looking at him. I can't think of his name. Um, but it, it's a movie I really enjoyed. I would say go watch it if you have time. It's it's a sci-fi, has slight horror elements, I guess you could say. Um, but I, I would recommend it. 
And then my number one, and we did a whole mini-sode on it, would be Onward. Go get Disney Plus for seven bucks a month, eight bucks a month, whatever it is. Watch Onward with your kid. We've watched it like six times already. That's my number one movie that you should be watching right now because it's available, it's a brand new movie, and it's fun and really good for the whole family. So that's my number one. That's my list. Selfless plug here too. You guys kicked butt on your Onward review, except for Jarrett, who doesn't know his Seinfeld and 30 Rock (laughs) characters. Aside from that, you guys did a great job on that episode. I, I could not agree with you more on your thoughts on that movie, Robbie. You know what? Jared said it so like decisively that I just assumed he was right, and I didn't even think about it when he said it. For those that don't know, he somebody was talking about Louis Louis Ray Dreyfus, who she plays the mom in Onward, and Jared just so confidently says, "Yeah, she's from Thirty Rock." And you guys go, "Yeah, yeah we were yeah, just yeah. trying to trying to move through the we we're moving through the conversation, and and like Jared said it so confident like confidently that we were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that." Like, no, she's from Seinfeld. What? I'm like sitting editing and I stopped. I'm like, they really let him go with that, huh? I'm like, well, it's sticking in there. If they want, if they want to stick with that, they're going to stick with it. So that was funny. That was awesome. That was great. Great list. Jerry, we're going to save you. Jerry, what's the best movie on his list? Ooh. It's a, it's a toss-up between uh, The Platform and Freaks, I Both would say. Netflix exclusives. You got to pick one. Or, you or pick recent. One. The recent movies, at least. Those, those ones are yeah. very much sticking with me. There you go. He's putting them over Star Wars, isn't that interesting? I would put them. I would put them over Star Wars too. So. <laughs> I went a little different direction with my list. I tried to pick like different genres. That hey, you're in a quarantine. This sucks. Let's go ahead and uh, just let's walk through some different classics uh, from Max Moser's perspective, and let's love life. So number five, I start with Warrior. I think this is a wonderful movie. This is a candidate for most underrated movie of all time for me. All all five of my movies are six out of six. By the way. Uh, this is Dyn- Dynamite. Watch War. If you've never seen Warrior, stop what you're doing. Go watch it. Uh, Avengers Endgame. I would talk about how great this movie is, but you already know that I think that. Number three, Chef. This is another equally underrated movie. No movie has ever made me want to have a grilled cheese sandwich more than the movie Chef. It's a wonderful film. John Favreau kicking butt. It's great. It's got great cameos. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie. Number two, Spirited Away. Oh, yeah. I love this anime movie. It is such a great film. Um, I love the uh, theme. I love all the characters in it. I love the art. This is a classic. If you are an anime fan, watch this one. And number one, the movie that I think everybody needs to watch right now is Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary directed by Morgan Neville. This is just a wonderful movie about Fred Rogers. Do not watch the Tom Hanks movie. We talked about that last week, Mark and I. It's good, but it's not great. This, if you want to know who Fred Rogers was, watch this documentary. This is a fantastic film documentary that I think will make you feel good and give you that extra emotional push to keep going through quarantine. All right, Jared, which one would you pick on that list? What's your best? What's your favorite one on the five? Ooh, I, I got to go with that Fred Rogers documentary because uh, that one it was fascinating knowing mm-hmm. who he was as a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up with the show every single day when I was like at a babysitter's and stuff. So that one was like an emotional roller coaster for me. I love it. I love that, Jared. Thank you for that. Jared, we'll end with you. Um, so you actually had one on my list, so I might have to switch it out. I had Chef. I very much enjoy that movie, the food angle. It's just a feel good 
um, movie. I don't know. Have you guys watched the show on Netflix as well? I haven't yet, but it's it's queued up for, on my list. Yeah, it's a, it's an again just throw it on. It's a feel good show. Um, Chef, fantastic. Um, that barbecue place. I was supposed to go there in Austin a couple months ago, but that just didn't pan out well. Um, heavyweights over on Disney Plus. That yes. 1995. I'm feeling skinny, Tony. Um, <laughs> that's just that's nostalgia, feel good all the way. Um, oh look, deli meat. Oh look, a jelly meat. <laughs> oh yeah, your friend Josh. Yeah, well he's dead. <laughs> um, Dumb and Dumber. That's like my all time feel good uh, comedy movie, all around. Uh, it's still I still laugh to this day. Um, a f- you and someone What's else up? go to prom or some sort of event as Dumb and Dumber. It it wasn't prom. It was Halloween in college, I believe. Okay, and I have that. I have the suit and everything with all of my other props. So, who knows? I might just wear that during some random review. We'll see. I knew I. I remember seeing you in that outfit. So I knew it was from somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Here's a. I'm a big sucker for rom coms. So I'm gonna go with the holiday. Uh, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jack Black, and Jude Law. I don't know. There's just something about that movie that. I don't know. It must have been like something I watched in high. I don't know. There's something about it. And then um, Everybody Wants Some. Um, I think it's a 2016 movie, kind of a spiritual uh, sequel to Dazed and Confused. It's set in the 80s. The music is fantastic. And it's just basically the first. It's these guys on a baseball team, and it's the first weekend of college, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and them going to parties. It's just there's really no point to the movie, but it's just a feel-good first weekend of college type movie. So on that list, which one is uh, the best? <laughs> yeah, it's either Heavyweights or Chef, right? Oh, yeah, I, I would agree. Heavy, heavyweights is fantastic. I love Chef. It's ben so Stiller yeah, in Heavyweights awesome. is so great. I, I love every scene. It's, oh, I'm, I'm going to go watch that movie. Come here, you release dog. the monkey. That's just fantastic. <laughs> oh man, so great. Um, we got a couple things we want to close with. Thank you for listening. We're so grateful you came uh, to hang out with us today. Uh, we're excited to tell you we have a 24-hour Twitch stream coming on May 2nd. We're going to be trying to raise a thousand dollars for the Ronald McDonald House. In this season of life, the best thing you can do, in my opinion, is give and help others just like Fred Rogers would. So we're going to ask you and encourage you, would you consider joining us on May 2nd? Hopping in, you don't have to watch long. We're all terrible gamers. You don't have to watch long at all. But if you would consider donating to that cause, we would love it. It's really personal to many of us, and we all wanted to stack hands for something and give back to what's going on. So make sure you catch that. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, You can also check us out on other platforms. And Isaac was tweeting out today. I want to make sure I get this plug in as well. I apologize. I'm going a little off the rail here, but I want to make sure I plug the the donation thing he was talking about. Podchaser. If you've never heard of Podchaser, go to podchaser.com and review our show. If you review our show, you're going to get a quarter donated to Meals on Wheels just for reviewing us. So review us. It could be a one to five star rating. We don't care. It could be good or bad, but help us raise some money for Wheels on Wh- Meals on Wheels. We want to make sure we take care of them. Jared, will you plug your content? Yes, absolutely. Um, 
Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Jared Buckendall. Otherwise, my main kind of hub is YouTube, uh, JBuck Studios. You know, every week there's brand new content, uh, movie reviews, reactions, and ridiculousness. Uh, every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, I do a live show called JBuck Live. It's movie news, it's pre recorded sketches, it's kind of just a weird variety hour of movies and comedy, so check that out every Tuesday. And then one of my main series on my channel is Ending Explained Poorly, where I take a movie and I explain it poorly. You know, you're gonna get a lot of the facts and stuff you want from the movie, but also a lot of tangents you probably didn't ask for. Make sure you go to check out the platform one. That was a good one. That was a really good one. I like that episode a lot. Jared, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was awesome to get to know you and hang out with you this episode. I hope you come back. Oh, absolutely. You guys are professional. This was great. I had some laughs. So, yes, if 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 I am invited back. Zane is so professional. It's crazy how professional Zane is. We yeah. We really were <laughs> through Zane. Real recognize. Yeah, real recognize. Zane, you were professional. You were awesome. You were great. Uh yep, you were everything that uh we didn't expect you to be. So, great job. Thank you. I I'm also going to apologize to to Sarah for my catch-up <laughs> comment, but she doesn't listen to this anyways, so I don't Good point. Right You're a dead man either way. I appreciate you. Um, Robbie, great job. The backdrop today, they won't see it, but the backdrop on Skype, it's getting better every time. I feel like you're becoming more we're and more gamer. We're bringing it to Twitch. Hopefully, we're, hopefully, we'll start doing better. Yeah, we are. Uh, if you want to watch me on Twitch, it's Robert underscore red underscore beard. Um, we usually all are also uh, hosting it on the Infinity Bros Twitch channel as well, so if you ever are bored and just want to watch some average gameplay head on over check it out average gameplay above average commentary that's what i always say about robbie <laughs> thank you so much the listener we're so grateful that you got to spend some time with us today wherever you're listening however you're listening know this we love you 3000 we will talk to you soon see ya bye, bye. thanks for tuning in to the infinity bros podcast you can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>